What up, y'all? Welcome to the Gunslinger Gaming Frosty Pints Podcast. Tonight, we have a full house. With me is Dr. Masami, Omega, and Sophie. How y'all doing tonight? Good. Happy New Year! First podcast! First podcast of 2020! Celebrating the first cold of the year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Masami and I both have the sniffles. Yeah. It's reached my sinuses, so that's why I'm an octave or two lower than normal. <laughs> I'm just Good. super you Just pick up a guitar and start your singer-songwriter career now. Apparently. Right. Which <laughs> means I need to record see. all my bass lines now, and then I can... cats, belly cats. <laughs> <laughs> you see this shit, Crinkle? A little cold doesn't fucking stop us. So the next time, it shouldn't stop you. Yes, I'm calling your ass out. Crinkle, we see you idling in Discord. And Zero, we're not I... going to forget. Oh, by the way, um, Zero finally gave me the um, the Pornhub credentials. So GS <laughs> has a Pornhub account. Oh, God. We can uh, upload there in the year of 2020 if we would like to. And I highly suggest that we do. I, I will leave that up to you. That, that one's all okay. you. I, I mean, I just had to delete a whole bunch of spam links yesterday. That was probably maybe right that's where we should upload our D and D campaign videos instead of you. <laughs> uh, again, not a bad idea. I could definitely throw those on there too. Well, maybe if we did them naked. I mean, do you oh, not God. already? I do. <laughs> I mean, I'm we, not. We well, all that's know not you have pants on, so <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh yeah, I'm we not... hoping you had a shirt on. I'm not technically naked because I'm wearing slippers. We'll let everybody chew on that for a minute. No if you want to run, now is the time, Sophie. I, I won't blame you. <laughs> Sophie's just out. She's like, what did I sign up for? Happy New I... Year! Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, so we ended the last podcast on all GS stuff and, you know looking back at the decade let's start out 2020 with a little hate <laughs> i hate you gobi <laughs> i hate you more i hate no, you masami <laughs> what really, not, i'm just i'm just trying to get along you know i just everyone else was doing it i wanted to be popular yeah would you if you if this was a bridge would you jump off it too probably Fuck yeah as <laughs> long as there's water underneath <laughs> Yeah, this is where you find out it's a barren ravine and there's nothing to cushion your fall but sex. I immediately regret my decision! (laughs) Uh, So, my love-hate relationship with Breakpoint is, well, yeah. It's good, and then it goes and kicks me in the nuts, and I fucking hate it. And for whatever reason, it likes to do it a lot. And not only to me, but it sounds like to Nagle and Omega as well. Yeah, we were what having a, a tough time last week staying in a co-op game together. Well, I go through this odd cycle where, like, one day I'll load up Breakpoint and it'll crash every ten minutes. And then another day I'll be able to play four hours, no problem. And then I turn it on someday next week and it's crashing again every couple of minutes. And when it starts crashing like that, nothing stops it. Restart the computer, you know, whatever it might be, nothing... We'll fix it. Then a couple weeks later, works just fine. It's magic. I uh, blame you. Yep. Play. 
Uh, and my my issue is, uh, it finally got it to run at 120 frames per second. It looked fucking amazing. It ran awesome. And then all of a sudden, I go to Arendale and poof, fucking locked at 60 frames per second. You get out and it's running at 30 frames per second. And I can't fucking reinstall drivers, verified game files, reinstalled the game. Nothing fucking works. Uh, and probably like your guys' issue a couple days from now, I'll turn it on and oh, look, 120 frames per second runs butterly smooth. And then, you know what? Fuck you, Gobi. I want to fuck with you. So here's 30 frames per second. Enjoy it. Yay, Ubisoft. Uh, yeah, I know uh, I did talk to Scotsman71 and he was playing it on Xbox. Having a good time. I haven't heard of any bugs on console, so maybe all of these are just PC issues. Um, if that's the case, uh, fuck you, Ubisoft. You're a dick. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> oh, the, oh, I was going to say, I've already I talked, we, I joked about this to Omega. Um, the Ubisoft subreddit, or the Breakpoint subreddit specifically, is it was a couple weeks ago just thread after thread after thread of bug reports. And uh, Ubisoft re responding to each one with the same, like, copy pasta. We are aware of this issue and devs are working to resolve it. It's just, it, it was infuriating, just going back and forth. And of course they've pushed back their, their patch that they were supposed to put out this month. Uh, beginning of this month? Was Last it this month. week? Last, Last month. month. Yeah, they pushed I... that back for quality reasons, because they, they want to make absolutely sure that they've fixed all these bugs and give us the best experience possible. And then at some point in the next uh, four or five years, They'll get to all those things the community suggested that they want in the game. Uh, yeah, like a better talk... fucking ladder system. <laughs> I'd rather them delay the patch than ship out a, a shitty patch. It's gonna. I, that's the thing. It doesn't matter that they delayed it. It's still gonna be. <laughs> it, it'll still be a shitty patch. But I wish they would do probably some communication. Right. I mean, like, you're, you're probably some... right that it'll still be shitty, but I, I'll, I'll give them a little benefit of the doubt and at least hope. <laughs> got to keep hope alive. Uh, <laughs> no, no, uh, Sophie, you got some hate you want to spew too. So uh, what's this hate you want to spew? <laughs> from the Rockstar one? <clears throat> uh, yeah. Yeah. Hmm, let's see. The infinite loading screens, the uh, moonshine deleting, so you have to rebuy it or redo the missions to get it for free. Oof. No animal spawning, oh. no camp spawning, spawning in other players' camps. <laughs> Wait, you're spawning um, at other players' oh. camps? Yeah. <laughs> Which makes doing a trader roll also easy when camp does not spawn. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, or the animals do not spawn. Well, on the bright side, we don't have those issues. Because those sound wow. way more fun. Oh, and not going to lie. That's like Warframe level issues, Jesus. Delta. Yeah. I was gonna say, even Warframe doesn't have infinite loading screens. Except for we did that one week of Railjack. Uh, what, could that have been in server overload? And what did we make, like five minutes into the podcast? Seven. Seven minutes and 30 seconds. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Glorious Warframe. Uh, so, yeah, I well, I could... You a little hate about Warframe, uh, too. Uh, not really. It's more of an inconvenient thing. So my son 
So uh, I believe it was Misami and Dr. Nago playing Warframe this last weekend. And oh. then his oh. one of his favorite YouTubers, uh, Jelly, put out a video on Warframe. So he comes to me and he goes, Daddy, I want to play Warframe. All right. So I download it, install it. And he'd played it before. Um, so he had already started the character and whatnot. And the first mission he had to do was he had to go to Cetus and then go to Plains of Eidolon. Eidolon. No big deal. Eidolon. Uh, and he walks out the gate and he goes like probably a hundred yards towards the fucking mission and he runs into a level 22 fucking enemy. One shots yeah. him. Repeatedly. It's what the fuck are you thinking sending a level one player out into this open world and then putting level 22 enemies in the same instance. Yeah, so every, everyone that's played Warframe and gotten past a certain point and has read the wiki enough is probably chomping at the bit right now <laughs> saying that's not how you play the fucking game. It's kind of DE's <laughs> fault for not like making progression super clear because you're not supposed to go out on the planes as a level one or even, you know, an no, he couldn't. We, we couldn't go past. Like, he had to go to Cetus and do oh, no, one that's, bounty. That's just a... That's, that's poor direction. The, yeah, that's poor direction. That's the quest line, because there are other missions that you can do that you can level up in before you get to that point. I know. Yeah. I know that you can. Yeah. And you should, D, you should do a better job telling people, hey, probably not a good idea to go out here until, you know, <laughs> you've hit MR5 or so. Well, you know, that's what YouTubers are for. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that, that first oh. mission. It was, I mean, you're not supposed to be able to, like beat it or do anything it's it's my interpretation of what is it was supposed to be hard just to you know kind of wow new players into seeing you know how crazy shit is and then you go grind your low level shit oh that's right because at the end of that there's supposed to be this big fight or this big battle that you can go out and do or you can completely bypass it and just go back to the door and i remember i was scared shitless at that point exactly so i just went straight back to the door i was just like no don't need to do this. Yeah, that whole first it. mission is like you run out there and you like look at something and then you fucking run back inside. I forget what it is, but it was something really stupid like that. And then that was pretty much it. So I think it's just like show you this crazy shit, then get the fuck out and realize how weak and small you are. Yeah, that's it's, it's been Warframe's problem for a really super long time that they do not have clear progression like lined up or any any early tutorial stuff. Because you have the starter mission where they tell you about primary, secondary, and melee weapons. And that's kind of it. And how yeah. to bullet jump. And uh, from what I understand, that was a uh, mo more recent thing uh, <laughs> that they even put that in there. Because I was lucky enough to even start with that tutorial. But I, I've encountered people saying, yeah, there was there was a time before that thing. And, yeah, yeah, they just dropped that's you in and you started doing missions. Yeah, pretty a much. time before that? Uh, yeah. So, welcome to the GS Warframe podcast. I'm, I'm <laughs> if you guys are really, if you're really curious, uh, go back to one of the very first videos on my YouTube channel. Yeah. I believe it's from like early 2013, and you can see what Warframe used to be, and then you can see what it is today, the... and you realize it's not even close. The, same no, game. the ah. only enemies used to be Corpus. The Corpus did not. What did they even sound like? They sounded like Grenier. <laughs> and uh, the 
the mission success music, the that was just the fighting music during the level. It was horribly repetitive. Yeah, that was it was painful to watch that video, but it was also fascinating. I believe it. Yeah, I was. Uh, I did like the star chart better back then because it seemed like <clears throat> it was better at showing progression. And then they did a different one, and then you have the one you have now, which is better than the one they had before this one. The one they switched it to after the card system was just open open solar system. You could go to any planet that you wanted, any node, and it had zero progression on it, and that's probably why the Leetness and I stopped playing so early. Because we were getting our asses handed to us trying to find easy missions to do, and they just weren't marked. Yeah, like Are we seriously going to talk about Warframe for the next 15 minutes? I mean, we can. <laughs> well, you know, there was a, uh, a very... Uh, a low amount of any other freaking news on the on the game front so yeah I mean, we could that, that's we true really could oh but you know what I... I do have to bring up here um is that uh keanu reeves action figures from cyberpunk 2077 are totally available <laughs> oh, so uh yeah. go and buy yes, yourself your a personal... breathtaking action figure for your personal spank bank pleasure <laughs> Oh yeah, no. Keanu, I'm. I'm and gonna, next year, I'm gonna put a little the, blindfold the, on Keanu when the the what is it? The day of the quadruples. I mean, we're gonna have Keanu Reeves Day. That's right. Wait, are he's um? Is that this year? John Wick the, Four. The no, John Wick Four and, and Matrix, Matrix 4, Four coming out on the same day is next year. Twenty next year. Twenty twenty one. I want to say it's right around four twenty as well. Because why the fuck not? Yeah. Smoke them if you got them. I would if it was fucking legal here. Everyone come to Massachusetts. You're all welcome in Massachusetts. Hey, as long as your house has enough room, why not? That was the <laughs> lamest thing I've ever heard someone say. Go. I, you know, it's it is. It was lame, but goddammit, all I have to do is drive three hours south now, and it's legal, but for reasons I can't yet. But that day will be glorious when I can. The day is fast approaching. So get your Keanu Reeves action figures. They're <laughs> breathtaking. Yes. That's it. Yes. And, well, uh, Cyberpunk 2020 or 2077 comes out in a couple months. And April 16th. I'm very, very fucking disappointed that there has been no news. Like, it's astonishing yeah. for a game that is that close to release that's supposed to be this big that there has been no slow drip there's been no like hype train at all nothing i'm not sure if i should be worried or relieved but it's kind of annoying uh you know what i'm just gonna assume that they're hard at work yeah do it and also that they're working on the game hi oh or they're just making more witcher stuff hey i'll take it or they're making more witcher stuff that's right I mean, the cool, I guess this did come up this week. Uh, oh, shit. Speaking of God sadly. Damn. My bad. Zero. Um, hopefully everything's all good. And I'm so sorry to hear about that. Uh, so those, uh, Zero was supposed to join us tonight, but sadly he is at the ER. Um, oh, no. For a, yeah, a medical issue, so. Um, He's not feeling so hot right now, but it is nothing uh, terminal. Um, he's just in pain. Painful. 
Yeah. Thanks. So sorry to hear that, Zero. Uh, but what I was going to say about Twitcher is somebody decided to make a Witcher 3 mod that puts uh, Toss a Coin to your Witcher and Henry Calville into the Witcher 3. That's Henry, awesome. Henry Cavill. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was pretty neat. He's a good looking say. Gerald. 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 Whatever. Gerald. Gerald. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, on New Year's, I remember seeing Geralt of Nvidia. <laughs> so fucking hilarious. Gerald of Nvidia. <laughs> oh, I dude, it's bad. Like I, I gotta find the Twitter post for you guys. Oh, that's phenomenal. Alright, he's got a new name. Somebody somebody uh tell Henry Cavill that we talked about him on this podcast. I know we're really super big in the entertainment industry. Everybody listens to this. We're kind of a huge deal. Mm-hmm. That's why we're going to break out in, in simultaneous song singing, you know, uh, toss a coin to coin your witcher. witcher. Uh, so, has everybody here seen The Witcher? Yes. Yes. Sophie? No. <laughs> Any plans on watching The Witcher, Sophie? Nope. Okay. All right. And okay. uh, Omega is Omega said that he was going to watch it. I'm not sure if he started yet. Yeah, I'm a couple episodes in. Cool. Okay, we can talk about episode one and two. Mm-hmm. How about how about them titties? Lots of titties in that show. <laughs> oh my god. Um, I, I was a little you. shocked. I'm really glad I decided to binge it when the kids weren't here. That's an excellent plan. Excellent plan. That just makes it sound like you were sitting on your couch without any pants on. Yeah, like that—that's less about not exposing you to the kids and more about not having a boner in front. That's yeah. That's that's uh, yeah. Private time. This coming from the king and no pants over there. That's right. (laughs) Uh, as I've never played any of the Witcher games, uh, and never read any of the books. I enjoyed it, the the series all the way through. There were some parts that were kind of confusing until I realized what they were doing. Um, then it made more sense. But yeah. I think they, it was cast very well, and it was acted very well. Yeah, and... I, I would agree. I've read a little bit of it, and I've played the first two and watched pretty much the third one be played to death. So, Yeah, I'm, was... uh... I'm just gonna say that I think the uh, hunchback girl is super cute. Yennefer, uh, yes. Yeah, Yennefer. Oh. Be- before she turns into hot Yennefer, I think original Yennefer is cuter than hot Yennefer. Well, you've just now talked about things past episode two. Thanks. <laughs> that, well, that's not past episode two. To look forward to. Uh, yeah, yes. that's past episode. Yeah, apparently knowing that she turns hot at some point. Yes, that is <laughs> that has not happened right. yet in episode two when you were first introduced to the character. All right, sorry, no, spoilers. Like four or five. Yeah, I don't even know if I would really call that a spoiler. I mean, I, but uh, then again, yeah. I'm coming from a from a point of I've seen Jennifer in the third. Okay, um, so the third if you have game, not yeah. seen The Witcher. And you plan on watching it, you should probably skip like the next fifteen minutes of the podcast. Just saying. Oh we, yeah, we we probably should have said that when we decided to talk about episode one. 
with them titties. Uh, <laughs> Omega, what I forgot what happened in the first couple episodes. So why don't you? Uh, well, the the first are. episode is just the introduction, you know, of the sorcerer and the crazy lady trying to kill him, and uh, Geralt kills the lady, and that's pretty much the end of that. And the second episode is where you're introduced to Yennefer and the Bard. That's pretty much yeah. all that's happened through that. And, and and the the girl or king and queen dying and she escapes and all that shit. So Siri, yeah, Siri. Yeah. Yes, Siri. Now, actually, episode one was the only episode that didn't make a whole lot of sense to me because it didn't really like play into the rest of the the series. Like it was kind of a one off episode to me. Um, maybe season two will shed more light onto who that girl was or why that particular the, yeah. part was important so yeah it's it's probably worth pointing out that uh, witcher has been renewed or was renewed before season one even started for a season two <laughs> so we're getting at least one more one more out of there and uh there it's probably going to drag on for at least i'm going to guess five seasons we're going to have at least five seasons of witcher well there's like six books of it and really the most of the the first season was kind of contained within the very first book the last wish and i mean there's not been a lot since then like they haven't even gotten into like any of the video game content because they're they're actually following the books not the video games uh. so with much to the author's pleasure i think maybe he was just annoyed so... that the video games did not follow his storyline <laughs> You've read the books. The so the first episode, what that what was her name? Ren Renfair? Yeah, Renfrey. <laughs> Renfrey. Renfair. Yes. Uh what the fuck is her significance? From what I remember, um she was special to the sorcerer and I I don't quite remember exactly how. Child of the Black Sun, apparently. Yeah. yeah, she was like one of the cursed girls or whatever, and but yeah. like she had a special relationship with the Witcher, and it was it was almost like she was connected to Siri somehow, but like I couldn't figure like after watching the entire series, like I never really figured out where she played into it. Everybody else, like the sorcerer, I seen where you know he played into it. Like, yeah, but she, like, is the one thing that just never. It was like, here she is. There's this really important plot point, and then nothing. There's a lot in episode one that, uh, well, yeah, there's stuff in episode one that ties back as the series goes on. But you're right. Maybe, maybe like Masami said, maybe they'll they'll wrap around to uh, Renfair's <laughs> story in season yes. two. Renfair. Renfrey. I like it. I'm I'm good. I'm good with Renfair and Gerald of Nvidia. <laughs> uh no, so that was actually there must be a guy from Nvidia and he was in like one of those wooden uh hot tubs and he was sitting in the same pose as Oh uh, the, the, the the big ass picture that's on PC Gamer this this uh this week. Yeah. Yeah, and it was uh, so the guy, one of the, somebody from Nvidia, must have been a higher end up exec or whatever, posted a picture of him sitting in that tub and then captioned it, "Geralt of Nvidia." 
that's where that came from. But I can't fucking find the Twitter post. I'll have to find it on my phone, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I laughed a little hard at it. Harder than I probably should have. <laughs> so, yeah. The Witcher. Uh, anyway, uh, Omega, what, what were your thoughts on the first couple episodes? Yeah, I thought the uh, her whole storyline in the first episode was just a little weird and didn't do a good job of setting it up or resolving it or really explain. Like, they told her whole story, and it was interesting, and then, oh, okay, we're done with that. Um, but this, the second yeah. episode was good. I liked the second one. I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, started to actually... Now, in the second episodes where they're actually starting to build a story, I feel like, rather than just introducing us to this character who's badass and kills shit. Yeah, really, the the first episode, uh, which is called the, uh, um, well, I don't know if the episode is called, but that story is called The Butcher of Blavacone. It's basically introducing you to Geralt and why he is called that, because all the way like after that he gets constantly referred to that so that's like the main takeaway from that first episode i'm not actually sure if they're gonna wrap around to name this child of the black sun nonsense but it, it basically tells you why he's called that why that follows him throughout his dude just tell your husband to get a fucking mic and get his ass in here <laughs> You're going to be listening to a lot of lore. Nothing necessarily yeah. wrong with that. Yes. <laughs> we got we got some time yet. I mean, so we're good. Unless Sophie wants to do jump in at any point. Because she's <laughs> just been talking her head off all night. Well, we are talking about a show that she said she hasn't watched and has no plans to watch. So, <laughs> yeah. So what about the, the Mandalorian? Do you plan on watching that, Sophie? Mm, probably not. Next topic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What what do you plan on watching? Uh, not much, reading. really. Don't really watch TV. So. Okay. What would you like Fair, to talk about? Enough. Yes. Or, or reading. I was going to say reading because Omega brought up uh, Wheel of Time. Misami and I were talking about Dune before the podcast. Omega brought up Wheel of, uh, Wheel of Time. Somehow, Lord of the Rings got mashed in there, too. <laughs> well, Gobi was talking about Lord of the Rings, and then I I brought up Wheel of Time. Oh, yeah, big books. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is why we should not recreate conversations. <laughs> Trust us, it was interesting. I promise, it, it was interesting. But Sophie? Hmm. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> She's like, I'm hiding in the corner, leave me alone, guys. I'm just here for moral support. <laughs> Sophie is the nicest and most unassuming staff member on GS, and I we give her nothing but shit. Uh yeah. Except for maybe she could explain to us uh, why they call her Crossbow Queen. Oh. Ah. Uh, that was very good with a crossbow and black updates. Nice. Yeah. Uh yeah. She was pretty good in uh, Battlefield Three, if I remember. Two. Uh, and it's something about she she likes to start things in red dead redemption she's always got like the entire server chasing her so <laughs> <laughs> i mean this is all from spade so i mean take it with a grain of salt but 
I mean, do, do you just go looking for a fight, or are you just <laughs> you just are this unassuming person in chat and in game? You're you're like a Black Widow. Pretty much, I do look for a fight. Usually, it's just MC, NPCs that are chasing me. Unless spades on, then for some reason I get actual players trying to kill me. <laughs> Fucking spade. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, where where is Spade? He's he hasn't been, been on a fucking... podcast for a spell. Yeah, he's been hiding, I think. I, well, I, I will say he might have won Uncle of the Year with his Christmas presents, although his nieces did not look too enthused with him. Oh, that's right. <laughs> he got them... What did he get them? Switches? Yeah, Nintendo yeah. Switches. The lights yeah. or whatever. Yeah. That Yeah, that's that was a pretty cool Christmas present. To me, anyway. I mean, his nieces don't like it. What's wrong with the, your nieces, Spade? The only thing I could come up with is they didn't like the color. I mean, they were yellow, so... Oh, that's true. Okay, what's wrong with you, Spade? <laughs> I'm very easily... You don't, you don't know your niece's favorite color? Uh, my niece's favorite color is pink. Yeah. She's five years old, she's going through the princess phase. Everything has to be princesses and unicorns. God, she loves unicorns. Oh, uh, dude, that, that phase lasts for at minimum three years. That's fine. That's, that makes it easier for me to buy her stuff for her birthday and next Christmas. Yep. I, I mean, well, some women never outgrow that phase. Um, that is why they do make onesies. Look, some, some men never outgrow that phase. I mean, who doesn't want to be a pretty, pretty princess every now and again? Um, somebody who doesn't wear pants? I was just thinking about that. You know, technically a dress is not pants, so... <laughs> uh, neither is a kilt. I no, still don't uh, recommend yeah. wearing it at work. Or if you do, if they, somebody does, don't work underneath them. You're in construction. <laughs> of course you shouldn't wear a kilt. You say that, and yet I've seen people on construction sites with a kilt. So what? They're up on a ladder doing roofing work, and they're like, hmm, breezy. I, yep. Nope, uh, you just, you don't walk underneath that ladder. You do everything humanly possible to avoid that six-foot section of area underneath them, because it doesn't matter what you do, you always end up looking up, and I don't yeah, want to Yeah, you do, that. Gobi. <laughs> Sounds like somebody's a little bi-curious. Yeah. We'll go with that. Yeah, stay away from that area you... and don't want to awaken your urges by uh, <laughs> seeing a man in a kilt up a ladder. Don't want to awaken the well, beast within. I just, just out of curiosity, how many people do you think that wear a kilt wear underwear underneath that kilt? You're Zero. not supposed to. If you're wearing underwear under a kilt, you're wearing your kilt wrong. Yeah, that you're is doing it wrong. I, I didn't know this. So now you see, do. I'm, I'm learning something new. Kilt is synonymous with commando. Yes. I mean, no, no, like, I, yeah, I wasn't saying that sarcastically. Like, you're supposed <laughs> to not wear underwear under a kilt. The Scottish are a proud people. <laughs> yes. Um, he even wears it during the winter. So, um, in Wisconsin. Yeah. Well, a kilt is, a, is an all-season sort of ordeal. It's perfect for any weather. Yeah, um, good. It's like 
do, do women I don't see any women wearing dresses with no leggings in the winter in Wisconsin. <laughs> That's because they don't have the balls. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, we're so going to hell. Save me a seat by the fire. I would at least it'll be warm, right? We won't have to deal with fifty degrees and fucking. Yeah, then we can wear our kilts with no problem. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank God I'm Norwegian and not fucking Scottish. Uh, uh, what's this about Alienware? Oh, Alienware supposed to debut a mobile gaming system. Just now for something completely different. Yeah, right. Completely random. Uh, And they're naming it the UFO. So that's kind of cool. It literally looks like a Switch, except for it plays PC games. So it's going to be like a handheld (laughs) PC. uh, Of course it is. Yeah. Mobile gaming app. And so they so they invented a tablet with actual controllers on the side of it. Like, no, I mean, it looks just like a Nintendo Switch Lite. Like we were just talking about it. Oh, almost fucking identical. And it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's cool. It's a cool concept. I mean, I'm sure it's going to be fucking ridiculously expensive and, and completely underpowered. Yeah. I'm not quite sure how you're going to run some AAA titles on there, but it is Alienware. I mean, they're notorious for packing a lot of significant hardware into a very small space. So who knows? I mean, I mean but yeah, but the size Call of the Switch is really small. So. Yeah, it is. You can play Call of Duty mobile on mobile. Right. I mean, but it's you can't play Call of Duty. Really good. Well, not yet. Yet. <laughs> Wait, oh, wait, it's 2020. Hey, 2020, 2021, we're getting pretty close. Actually, no, it's three years away. Quantum processing is probably, probably three years away from the commercial market. So once that happens, I mean, you can have a computer the size of a quarter. But I mean, it, it, it kind of sounds like it kind of sounds like the, the UFO is going to be a, a PC based gaming platform that can only play either really low intensity games or like low system intensive games or developers are going to start making versions of their game for this you or RimWorld on the subway for this. yeah yeah i mean it's an interesting concept it's got the same cooling system as the area 51m laptop so it should have decent cooling uh, um that's forced air, though, right? Screen. Uh, yeah, it's uh, if you scroll, if you're looking at the Tom's Guide article, you got like the uh, three big holes in the back where it must suck in or expel the air, and then the intake is at the top between the two bumpers. Um, it's got two triggers and two bumpers, just like an Xbox controller. It's got pretty much the same layout as the Xbox controller for the thumbsticks, D-pad, and uh, the four face buttons. Oh, I see. I see it. I just imagine this little handheld thing sounding like a shop vac when the uh, <laughs> fan spins <Yeah>. up. <laughs> when, the, when the processor hits uh, 80%, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it would be cool to play, be able to play games, PC games, mobily, like on the Switch. Uh... 
you know, the, the real solution for that would be some sort of like super low latency remote access tool. Well, then your computer's doing the work. Yeah, like Parsec. Yeah, then your then your computer's doing the work, and then you're fucking playing it from wherever you want to. Or Google. But the the only problem with that, the only problem with that would be the latency, <laughs> because it depends exactly on what network you're connecting. Like if you're going through 4G, I imagine you're you're looking at like at least two three hundred milliseconds, depending on where you are. Well, yeah, if you're doing that, that's no good. But like, if I'm if I'm on Wi-Fi somewhere other than home, if I could like, you know, have a tablet-sized thing in my hands, and I could basically open up my Steam library on my home PC and play games using my home PC's system resources, that would be super cool. That is actually an interesting concept uh, that you bring that up because we did talk. Actually, did we on the podcast a while ago? The standardization of five G. The uh, the architecture of the network that's being set up in the United States and ostensibly Europe as well. So if if we do have like a global 5G network that is meant to run high speed 256 uh, bit AES encryption across the network at a solid, yeah, a dependable speed at all locations, yeah, something like that might totally be possible to connect to your home PC and just do what uh, what Parsec does, which is create a, a virtual remote desktop environment. Which, if anyone hasn't used Parsec, Parsec is fucking amazing. It's a wonderful program. Yeah, for, for everybody's worry, uh, I picked up a game that had uh, local co-op on it, and I wanted to play with uh, Dr. Niggle, and this program Parsec, it basically allows a second person to access your computer, and you can give them like keyboard control access within a certain program. So I could load up this game on my computer, load up Parsec, Doc would sign in on Parsec, and then his key commands would basically be interpreted by the game as coming from my keyboard as well as mine. So it allows, and of course, when you do that, it can't work with any sort of latency, but we were able to get it work very well. I mean, I'm in New York, he's in Boston, zero latency. It, yeah, that's what was remarkable to me. It was that it was like seven milliseconds on the on the stat page, and I, I was blown away by that. But yeah, so that's what Parsec is. Go I mean, Google it. If you got a single player game that you want to play with a buddy, just Google Parsec and figure out how to work that. Yeah, like uh, the big one that, that you see on there a lot is like Cuphead, or um, what's that game where you're like cooking shit and everybody's angry about it all the time uh, it's like the, a party uh, game yeah uh uh it's something chef yeah i can't remember i know we used to use i think it's called hitachi or something like that it's basically the same type of program but for land games so you could play land games over the internet and they would show up as a land network for games that didn't have multiplayer or the multiplayer had died like we used it for Unreal Tournament for a while. After multiplayer was gone, we'd use uh, this Hitachi program, and you could play a, a land game, but it was over the internet. Of course, it opened up holes in your firewall that you didn't want to leave it running. What's really cool is um, on Parsec, there's an arcade mode where you can host a public game. 
So like I could log like I could right now join someone's public game of Cuphead, uh, Sonic Mania, Stick Fight the Game. So you can like go on and and host whatever you want to, and people can randomly join. Or you could specifically have friends, you know, set up a party and then play together. The the name of the game is Overcooked, by the way. That's oh. the one. Uh, and going back to the Alienware concept UFO, I didn't even realize this, uh, but Razer Edge Pro was launched way back in 2013, and it cost $999. It was basically a Windows 8 tablet with a 1.7 gigahertz Intel i5, 4 gigs of RAM, 64 gigabyte SSD, and an Intel HD 400 or 4000 graphics card. Jesus Christ, and that was a, a beast at the time. A NVIDIA GeForce GT640M LE GPU with 2 gigs of VRAM. The premium tier bumped you up to an i7 with 8 gigs of RAM, a 256 gig S, uh, 256 gig SSD, but it was a to a tune of $1,449. That's like my phone now. <laughs> my phone now is that, but it's not even close to that much money. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, well, this was five years, six years, sorry, seven years ago. No. Yeah. Off, yeah. Seven. So I know. Right. I'm doing that too. I'm trying to reference stuff uh, the other day that would like happened in the 1950s and I had to check myself. It's like, no, it's not 50 years ago. <laughs> it's 70 years ago now. God damn it. Yeah. Realizing that you've been alive to see the decade change three different times or four different times is. How many disturbing. times is the world supposed to have ended by now? At least three that I'm aware of. That's great. Every Plus, time that happens, Y2K. I laugh. How many people remember Y2K? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> How many people remember the videos that came out, like Y2K preppers? Oh my god. Turn your so computer funny. off before the end of the year. Yep. And they boot into the BIOS and turn it back to, it was like 1951 or some shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was stupid. I, in defiance, I left my computer on and I watched the clock tick over. And I was just like, well, that was anticlimactic. <laughs> yeah, I forgot what was even supposed to happen when the, the clock turned over for Y2K. Uh, everything was supposed to get messed up and the computer was supposed to think that it was 50 years ago and it wasn't going to be able to access files that were made in the future according to it and uh, it, none of it ever happened. I think a <laughs> yeah, train... they, thought, they thought it would be a rollover error and it would instead of 2000 it would go 1900. 1900, yeah. They I they think... thought the 00 would be interpreted with the 19 in front of it. Didn't a, a train system get disrupted for a couple hours in, like, Finland or something, and that was it? There were a couple things. I mean, I, I think that's what started it, was there was someone who, like, rightfully said, there are probably some really old, stupid, archaic computer systems out there that'll be affected when it tries to roll over to the new year, and then either some idiot journalist or whatever turned it into this, like, oh my god, all computers are going to explode. I no, would really the media never blew something out of proportion. Yeah, I would really love, I'd love to blame BuzzFeed or YouTube for that kind of shit, but it was 1999 and neither <laughs> of those things existed. Yeah. Nope. Didn't even have Facebook. Uh, nope. Oh, uh, remember well, when Facebook wasn't a thing? Those were the days. 
it was in college when Facebook became a thing, and that's when it was like only restricted to school networks and things like that. You had to have a .edu address to even join it. Yeah, that's right. Because everybody in my high school was trying to sign up on Facebook because we had uh, school, or we had school email at that point. Uh, it didn't yeah. work, but we had it. Yeah, because it was like just col. It was supposed to be just colleges, so. I have no idea how they validated that bullshit, but yeah. I remember when MySpace was invented. <laughs> oh yeah, MySpace. That was a cool shit. I think it that did. still exists. It does. It does. <laughs> and you can still look up your profile. Oh the god. The problem is, if you don't remember your password, I'm not sure there's a way to Recover reset it. your password. Because yeah. uh, I can see my, my profile, but I had it set to private, and I can't seem to find a way to reset my password because I would love to go in and open that up and and see what I did like 20 years ago. I think that was like the last time I logged into MySpace was like 20 years ago. Anybody remember LiveJournal? Yep. Yeah, there were a whole bunch of those blogger sites back then. Well, that was kind of the start of the social media craze. And... Tumblr's Tumblr's kind of the only one that still exists in that still kind of feels and looks like what those old like live journal or Zanga and all those other blog sites felt like. Now Don't the real question, that. and I know I'm dating myself, but how many of you remember going into an IRC chat room? Uh frequently. I yeah. never actually used IRC. The uh, the oldest program I remember using is um, ICQ. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's ICQ. gonna take me. <laughs> Wait, wasn't ICQ just a spinoff of IRC? I thought they used the same Basically. core. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, it was well, more yeah, but you had to have like it was a it was more GUI, and you had to have a special fancy number to log in and stuff, and it was less anonymous. Hey, I um, still know my number. <laughs> I have to look it up, but I still have it somewhere. <laughs> Omega brought it up the other day. Uh, Omega brought up Trillion. If anybody used to use Trillion. Fuck I yeah. remember Trillion because it was like where you could still around. combine all of your messengers together. Yeah, it's, That's, it's still yeah. around. So I had my Yahoo Instant Messenger. I had AIM. Oh. I had... Uh, uh, Back when chat rooms yeah, were a thing. Jesus Christ. Yeah, folks, we used to not have Discord. If you remember, like, two years back, because Discord is still relatively new in the grand scheme of things, we used to have uh, AOL. Everyone in America had America Online, and we used to dial up into the internet, and we used to go into chat rooms with random people, and we used to try and have conversations, which almost always started with ASL. I used to play spades on Yahoo Games Online with people. I uh, I played chess uh, with various peoples all over the world because I was teaching myself chess and that was the best way. <laughs> Fucking OG multiplayer gamers in this room. Uh, so it's five years old. It's almost five years old. Discord is now. It's been five years. Uh, my first post I was been November longer. 15 of 2015. That was the day I that I joined Discord. 
And I have posted three thirty nine thousand seven hundred and thirty posts in just the saloon. Yeah, Discord was publicly released May 2015. Thank you, Wikipedia and Google. Uh, before that, we had obviously we talked about this last podcast, uh, Chatango, <clears throat> which was our big uh, text chat, which was web based. Uh, then for a while, a bunch of us used Razor Comms, which is now defunct and no longer around. Um, and then we switched to Discord. Um, there was one called Curse for a while. Um, I'm not sure if that is still around or not, or if that became Discord. I I don't remember which one it was, but yeah, it's been an interesting journey. Uh, <laughs> IRC so, was my favorite. Yeah, we've told we've lived through the uh, the awkward informative years of social media. And we're finally getting to slightly more elegant evolutions of crap that we used to use two decades ago. But you know what hasn't changed? 4chan. <laughs> That's true. You know what? C++ Going strong since 2005. What? 4chan? 4chan. Oh, 4chan. I, I thought you said 4tran. Uh, no, that's the website that you go to a lot, Kobe. That's, that's the website <laughs> that you go to. Uh, Let's talk about 1B4chan. That's the Fortran is a uh, programming language. That's mm -hmm. your fallback excuse. <laughs> We're familiar with that. Nobody Google uh, Fortran. <laughs> uh, it's, it's pretty much an ancient language at this point. Um, it's like speaking Latin. It's kind of like it's, basic or pascal it's still uh it's before basic believe it or not and it's still yes. taught it's uh like the root language it's like if you're if you're uh going to school for a writing degree or something and you're studying old english but yep. when you have to read beowulf in middle english oh god <laughs> or you got to work on a really really old unix system Duh. I don't, I can't believe that there are actually still Unix systems around that use Fortran or BASIC. Oh, there's, dude, those languages will never die. I mean, Visual BASIC is just basic programming language with a GUI on it. Oh, no, Visual BASIC is, uh, that's C, C++, plus minus C sharp now? Nope, that, that's totally different. I thought different. the core of that was there's, C. Uh, C, there's C, there's C++, plus plus, and there's C sharp. And before that, there was Visual Basic. Oh, okay. So when you say basic, I'm thinking of uh, Go to Ten lines, where I actually yep. opened up this because this is how. Okay, interesting story. Lego Mindstorms was one of the first programmable toys for kids out there, and uh, before Lego Mindstorms had a Java-based GUI where you could just drag and drop commands to program Legos to do stuff, which you can still do. It's super cool. They actually, you wrote it out in basic. So you opened up a text file, you wrote out just plain, simple instructions in English. There was really no coding language to it. It was just, you know, a different syntax of the English language. And you saved the text file and you dragged and dropped it onto this like special loader that then programmed the, the brain of the Lego Mindstorm. So yeah, when you say basic, I'm thinking about like, uh, turn on 
turn left, uh, wait 10. Right. Yeah, uh, so Fortran was designed for scientists and engineers and has dominated this field for the past 30 years. Fortran has been used for such projects as designing of bridges and aeroplane structures, and it is, is used for factory automation control for storm drainage design, anal analysts of scientific data, and so on. It definitely it was like the the programming language for years before um, and then, it was. Um, I forgot the original author of C, but that dude came along, uh, Arthur. Yeah. Oh God, uh, I can't remember. I yeah. have his fucking book. I have the book that he wrote because he invented this programming language with the help <laughs> of like some other people, and then he just published it in a book for ten bucks a pop. And basically taught the world how to program. It was an incredible thing. But that was uh, closer to 40 years ago now. Uh, developed by IBM in the 1950s. It doesn't say his name, though. Ah, shit. Uh, Basic was made in 1964 by John G. Kermy and Thomas E. Kurtz at Dartmouth College. It stands for Beginner's All-Purpose Symbolic Instruction Code. Da, 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 da. <laughs> uh, and it was the first uh, language that I ever wrote a game in. I had to make a uh, the old school snake game. We had to write that code to make that game. Uh, that was our final project for my basic programming class in high school. Uh, programming 2 was Pascal which bumped that up a little bit. And then uh, we had programming three, which was C++. They also taught us some C. Um, that's kind of when I started getting into Linux pretty hardcore because uh, kernel for Linux is wrote in C. Is also the basis for Android as well. You, uh, you want to know what programming 101 in my high school was? Action script. Everybody knows <laughs> action script, right? It was, it's the programming <laughs> language of the future. Uh, yes. And everybody else is like, you're talking fucking gibberish. Might as well be talking about aliens. <laughs> How dare oh, you? I... Adobe. Adobe will one day rule the world. <laughs> oh, Cobalt. There we go. That's another. Cobalt. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Thank God Python just took over everything. Ah. <laughs> uh... Yeah. Um, so there, there's our programming nerdiness for a while. Yep. Good talk. Yeah. So uh, how lost are you guys? How bored are you guys? Well, I there's a Star Trek Rebels on my other screen here, so I'll, I'll admit that that was a little <laughs> bit more <laughs> arcane, uh, uh, arcane computer languages. Star Trek. Yeah, is I was. I was considering. I was considering interjecting, but I've just been playing a cell phone game. <laughs> <laughs> Sophie fell asleep on us. No, Sophie's uh, murdering and robbing people in Red Dead. Oh, is that what she's doing? Of course that's what she's doing. Yeah, I don't even know. Okay, just, yeah. Just be happy I'm not playing Warframe while I'm doing this. No, she's currently idle. <laughs> Uh, well, <laughs> since this table. is gonna be fun and yep, yep. roundhouse. Uh, so, 
<laughs> Favorite movie Roadhouse. of all time. Leetness. <laughs> yeah, Leetness. <laughs> <laughs> solid burn. You fell asleep on us. That was a solid burn. <laughs> no, I um no, I, I wanted to hear uh Sophie, Sophie's favorite movie of all time, because I was gonna agree with whatever Sophie said. Uh Time Traveler's Wife. Time Traveler's Wife is a brilliant movie. I can say I've never seen it. I remember seeing the previews it. for it and hearing about it, but I never actually saw it. Yeah, tell us a little bit about it, because we clearly missed the boat. Basically, a guy who involuntarily travels through time. Yeah. At least it's involuntary. <laughs> I wish all movie previews or reviews were that succinct. He just travels through. All right, well, we all know Omegas, so Masami... How the fuck do you know what my favorite movie is? I don't know what my favorite movie is. <laughs> well, clearly it's got to be somewhere in the Titanic range. Yeah, I thought he was going to say Titanic. <laughs> I mean, he did say it was the greatest movie of all time, so that just led me to believe that it was his favorite movie I mean, of all time. It is. No, I'm just shitting on you for having the audacity to say that like it's not a good movie. <laughs> no, no, no. I never said it wasn't a good movie. I just don't like the movie. I, I'm just saying. Is it, is it that Leonardo DiCaprio is cuter than you, and you just you have that thing where you're like, I, I want to slap his face, not because you hate him, but because you think it would be fun to slap? Uh, no, I I just didn't like his his acting in the movie. Uh, I'm not a huge Leonardo DiCaprio fan to begin with. Uh, I will say The Departed was probably his greatest movie, um, and that movie is fucking amazing. Not my favorite movie of all time, but it was a very good movie and. A solid acting experience from all parties involved. What was the movie where Leonardo DiCaprio was uh, stranded on an island and we get that super close-up of his face while he eats the bug in slow motion? Mm. Somebody no, out there I, knows I think you're thinking about. of Tom Hanks. No, 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 no. This was Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio. Hmm. Yeah, that was a good scene. Anyway, Time Traveler's Wife. Uh, Eric Bana. Rachel McAdams. It won oh, a Teen Choice it... Award. Anything with Rachel McAdams is awesome. Actually, something funny about Time Traveler's Wife, I remember uh, an interview that Rachel McAdams gave on The Late Late Show with Craig Ferguson, uh, where she basically inadvertently spoiled the entire movie in the course <laughs> of about 30 seconds. And she just stops and starts laughing hysterically, and Craig is laughing along with her. He's like, we don't have to talk about this, you know. We can talk about anything else. That Are you talking about The Beach? The Beach, thank you. That is the movie with Leonardo DiCaprio, where he eats a bug in slow motion. Super close up on his face. It's I... fantastic. Slimy, yet satisfying. <laughs> High in protein. They are. <sighs> Okay, what is Omega? What is your favorite movie then? If it's not, we we all recognize that Titanic is a fantastic movie. Just I, I, I hate this question whenever it comes up because I could I don't have a favorite movie. I could say that I have a top five favorite movies, but every time that I like, I've probably listed a hundred movies that I consider to be in my top five favorite movies. Yeah. 
I just it decided is, a long time ago it was Fifth Element, and that's what I just go with every time now. It's 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 just too difficult for me to say. Like, uh, Event Horizon is very high on my list. That if I had to pick one, that's what I would probably go with. Yes, I see. Uh, Masami, I, I I don't think you spoke yet. Oh, I had to I had to uh, pitch us onto the ship of the one question. So, um, speaking of ships, uh, honestly, like I, I kind of have the same problem as Omega, but usually what I default to is Pirates of the Caribbean, the first one uh, in two thousand and three. I literally saw it five times in theaters because it was it had spawned multiple various creative projects and uh, some other things. I just for some reason really fanfics fanfics where um erotic fanfic that's where, that's clearly what she's talking about where johnny depp and orlando bloom hook up and they ditch kira knightley <laughs> i'd watch it i would probably watch it too there there was a the, lot of jack will fanfic a lot of slash fic yeah it doesn't surprise me did you know that on pirates of the caribbean one uh kira knightley actually had her own bosom makeup artist yes i, I was aware because uh they had to make her look like she had something that's right and she's notoriously flat-chested which there's nothing wrong yes. with that it's just disney nope. saying hmm there need to be more titties in this kid's film well, even back in the day, during that time period, she might have had a bosom artist or a chambermaid devoted to actually making it look like she had something. You know, large breasts were still important for you know uh, the value they the value they had in child rearing and. Feeding. Well, was the first Pirates really a kids movie? Because I don't, I, I feel like the later ones became much more kid friendly, but I feel like the first one wasn't. At, right. at least it wasn't to the extent of the later ones. The first one felt like just a good straight up pirate movie. Yeah, the Pirates of the Caribbean, the first one, was Disney's first PG 13 movie at the time. I was going to yeah, say that I might be exactly. blowing smoke out my ass, but I thought that Pirates was Disney's departure from exclusively kid films, and it, that was their start yes. into more. Yes. Not necessarily adult material, but like older kid material, late teens. Correct. Correct. That that is true. And someday soon we will have Deadpool three, and it'll just blow that right out of the water. I'm yeah. I can't wait to see how Disney handles that. I want yeah, PG thirteen Deadpool movie. I'm sure that'll go over great. I there's no I way. Think, I can't think do it. <laughs> I think he got them to agree to rated R, just like the other ones. Good for him. Because Ryan Reynolds is the man. I don't. I mean, yeah. Here's the thing about Disney, though. Disney is such a wide umbrella that, like, they own tons of movie production companies that have oh, tons yeah. of violence and swearing and explosions and adult content. They're under the Disney umbrella. Disney makes a ton of money of them. The only difference is that Deadpool will now actually have the Disney label slapped onto it instead of 21st Century yeah. Fox or whichever other studio that they're, like, sort of hiding it behind. Yeah, like I realized just how much of 20th Century Fox they've put into Disney Plus because I get managed to watch Sister Act one and two this weekend. That was fantastic. <laughs> oh, Whoopi Goldberg, oh, great movies. Let me tell you, there was some nostalgia there. I had to watch them when I found them. I'm like, yes, dude. I Maggie Smith is in those movies. Um, 
Do you know why Robin Williams? Do you know movie. why Whoopi Goldberg is so distinctive looking? She has no eyebrows, and you don't realize it unless it's you actually look for it. She has no eyebrows, and it's deliberate because she wanted to make herself look distinct. That's interesting. Fun yeah, fact for you. Pull up a picture of Guinan from Star Trek. She has oh, no yeah. eyebrows. Whoopi Goldberg has never had eyebrows her entire career. Good for her. Uh, Tom Cruise teeth are off center. Yeah, that's Tom. Tom Cruise has one big front tooth that is directly down the center of his of his face, and you don't realize it until you look for it. And once you look for it and you've seen it, you, you never unsee it. it. It's horrible. Well, isn't that why he is mostly filmed from the side and rarely front on? Like, I actually remember hearing that, like, most of his scenes are shot uh, profile. Yeah, I could I believe that as a reason. I just always assumed that it had something to do with the... Um, uh, now I'm completely spacing on what's it called when you... Uh, blocking. I assumed that it had something to do with the blocking, because he also always acts uh, standing on a box. Yeah, I mean he's like four foot nine. He's he's basically <laughs> legally a midget. Oh, but all that said, I'm super Top excited Gun. for Top Gun Two. Top Gun Two. I uh, am so excited for that fucking movie. That you know what? No, I, I, I'm taking it back. Top Gun is my favorite movie. I'm doing it. <laughs> I'm, I'm standing by that. I am planting my flag on this one. Top Gun is my favorite movie, and I am fucking stoked for Top Gun too. Can our favorite, can our mutual favorite scene from the first Top Gun movie be the the volleyball scene? Is there any other option? No, it's uh, got to be the volleyball scene. That just keeping that is that scene is fly, tied with when he flicks the Mig the bird. Yeah, I mean Playing that uh, with the, the boys. What were you doing that close? I was keeping up public relations. Oh, it's silly. Oh, bird. God. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I've, I saw that. The, that movie came out the year. Uh, I will presume a fair amount of us were born. I know at least Doc and I, 1986. Um, I saw that movie when I was really young. One of the most impactful movie, moments in filmmaking for me at a, like my youngest age that I can remember was Goose Dying. Spoiler alert. <laughs> if you haven't seen it by now yeah I was about to say, if you haven't seen it by now I, I yeah but yeah what that movie rock? like goose dying no lie that that was like an impactful move, moment of filmmaking for me as a really young kid yeah that that, that, that definitely is the truth the, the one that really got I'm sorry Top Gun wasn't that uh, shocking to me but the one that really got me was uh, uh, Empire. We were talking about Star Wars at some point. I don't know if it was before the podcast or whatever, but Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Uh, when Darth Vader... Spoilers! Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's father. That was, what? That was, that was huge. <gasps> oh my god, really? It all makes perfect sense now. Uh, so yeah, I was gonna... Top Gun is actually my favorite movie of all time. Uh, and no, you can't take mine. Pick <laughs> <laughs> uh, your own. It was, it was the first movie that I really made me want to become a fighter pilot, um, and it cemented my love of crotch rockets. 
and there was just no turning back. I had and the volleyball scene is why you're gay. Straight <laughs> with four kids. As we Cover touched party. on, as we touched on in another podcast, Gobi is very committed to his heterosexual lie. <laughs> I'm might be the only one who's comfortable with his sexuality enough to let you guys say I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can say he I'm gay. He thinks the lady long. doth protest too much. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, if you say so. Uh, yet, no, kick the tires, light the fires. Uh, that was probably one of my favorite quotes growing up. And there was just so many things in that movie that really made me want to do those things. Unfortunately, I was never able to go into the military for other reasons. So my dreams of becoming a fighter pilot got cut short. Was it the vision or was it because they don't let gay people into the... Nah, I shouldn't say that. That's not accurate anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, back when whole... he was don't... going to enlist. Uh, well, yeah, I would have enlisted in before... I mean, it would have worked if you went into the Navy, though. I mean, the Navy would have been perfect for you. Uh, <laughs> the Navy was the one who rejected me because who do you think the fighter pilots are? The Air Force? No. No, it's, it's mostly Navy. the Navy. Yeah, the well, Air Force I mean, gets a cool to, to fly the cool ones, you know, the the stealth jets and stuff like that. The stealth bombers, all that fun stuff. They're also the, the ones that get picked to go to weapons. NASA. Yes, and I never wanted to go to space. I also have never been in an airplane yet, so I'm Wait, almost what? 40 years old, and I've never been in an airplane. Yep. I'll be in an airplane when can I can fly like... it. Pitch it and get Gobi a ticket to like I don't know somewhere just his nearest airport. Just get him round trip. <laughs> just so he could experience flight. Does Wisconsin oh, have more than one airport? I'm gonna, I'm gonna start a fund. We can all pitch it. There's an airport five miles away from me. I just have to take my pilot's license first. Dude, you should do that. Get your pilot's license. That, I think you have to be. be cool. I think you have to go on a flight before you can. <laughs> <laughs> it's like question one on question. Have you ever been in an airplane? No, nope, you can't be a pilot, sorry. <laughs> no, I've never been in an airplane. I've been over 200 miles an hour. I've just never been in an airplane doing it. Uh, and in fact, most planes don't even go 200 miles an hour. Great. Most planes go way faster than 200 miles an hour. Uh, yeah. No, jets go faster than 200 miles an hour. Most planes yeah. that are props do not oh, go props. 200 miles an hour. Yeah, prop planes don't go that fast. Yeah. That's just true. That's most of the small part, private planes. Unless you get an Airstream. Wait, is it an Airstream? Yeah, like a Cessna. No, Cessna is considered a jet. Okay. Do you know that uh, Time Traveler's Wife opened up the, the same day as District 9 and G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra? Hmm. Uh, I've not seen... I saw Rise of Cobra. Not a great movie at all. No, my God, the, the G.I. Joe movies oh. were absolutely abysmally horrible. <laughs> uh, District 9, I never, like, I think I watched, like, the first five minutes of it and never, like, seen any more of it. Of course, I didn't hold my interest either. That was that South African alien movie, right? Yeah, it was. It was where that the was aliens came movie. and lived on Earth. It was, it, it, for me, it was one of those interesting sci-fi movies. You can watch it once and then you don't really need to see it again, but it, it was pretty well done. For sure, exactly. I've seen it once, 
and like I saw chunks of it again on TV, and like it's an interesting concept. It's not some masterpiece of sci-fi that I'm going to go back to over and over again, but it's definitely something that I enjoyed. And it, uh, yeah, it's something that Peter Jackson did in between Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. So I, I noticed most of us are Rachel McAdams fans. So uh, how many of us have seen Aloha? Who the fuck is that? Me. Uh, Rachel was uh, uh, Time Traveler's wife. She is Eric Bana's wife in Time Traveler's Wife. Never seen it. Uh, it's it's Sophie and mine uh, favorite movie. <laughs> uh, Sophie, have you watched Aloha? Mm, I don't think so. I did, but it was because of Emma Stone. I, I will agree. That's the only reason I watched it. Uh, however, it wasn't horrible for what it was. No, yeah, it was a rom-com. It was a, it was a goofy, like, one-off rom-com movie with, uh, <laughs> with Bradley Cooper. Yep. And uh, whoever, Kaczynski, J- John, Kaz- Kaz- uh, Jim from The Office. Uh, yes, the hands. 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 <laughs> The only thing I've uh, ever seen her in is uh, Mean Girls. Holy crap, I forgot she was in Mean I, Girls. I never saw Mean Girls. You know, for being like a, a film that's targeting teenage girls, it's pretty funny. Do you think that it's aged well? Like, could I watch it now and have some appreciation? I don't know. I haven't watched it in 15 years. Okay. Um, Actually, you know what? No, it's, you it's funny that you bring it's funny that you bring that up, though, because uh, my girlfriend uh, works as a costume designer uh, on and off Broadway, and she was telling me that uh, recently uh, a theater did a production of Mean Girls. It's, it's been staged as a, as a musical, and um, they changed up some of the elements to like, sort of modernize it and like, add like, social media into the story to, to make it not feel like high school girls in you know, the, the 90s. Um, and it actually led to like a really interesting discussion, which like, cause in, in the movie, there's this thing called the burn book where like the click of popular girls just write mean, heinous shit about everybody in school. And it's like nowadays that would be a Tumblr blog. It wouldn't be an actual physical notebook. And it was just kind of interesting to sort of think about that. So logs were short. No, it is probably aged terribly. <laughs> okay. I just, and it has Lindsay Lohan as leading lady. Oh my god, back when Lindsay Lohan was Lindsay Lohan. And not Drugs Presents Lindsay Lohan. When when yeah, did that This was pre-disaster happen? Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> uh what has she made a movie post Nobody nobody cares. <laughs> so I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, we're uh, brutally honest. And uh, Actually, a couple movies came out. I had no idea that they came out even. Um, Maleficent 2 with Angelina Jolie. I still think it's hilarious that Angelina Jolie is playing a witch because I think it's iconic of what happens to all women in Hollywood after they hit 40. It's just like, yeah, Yeah. you're not young and pretty anymore, but hey, you can play a witch now. So I think that's kind of bullshit. I just thought it was funny that Maleficent 2 came out and had, like, a really low rating. And also, they made another Jumanji movie with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh, yeah, that was that was big. You didn't hear about that? I heard Jack, nothing Jack of that. Jack Black is in it. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I know I know. Um, the, the first one, Jumanji Rise to, to Wherever, that has Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Black... Uh, yeah, I almost said Blackjack. Jack Black. And, um... 
Who's the tiny guy? Kevin Hart. And uh, yeah. Amy... I, and I'm, I'm going to just correct you there. You mean the second Jumanji movie, and the last one was the third one. Because yes, okay, the I'm sorry. Was the first with the Robin best Williams. one was Robin Williams. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, another another release there that I had absolutely no idea it happened, but it did. And, and then, um, Robin Williams' <laughs> daughter broke the internet last week too. I didn't hear about that. What'd she do? Uh, there's this Instagram filter that matches you with your Disney character, or whatever, and uh, she got the genie. Ooh. Which, for those of you that don't know, Robin Williams played the genie in Aladdin, and it was again, it was pretty good. Robin Williams was in the best Aladdin. I don't. We do we even count this that one? <laughs> oh, we I have to go. Like a really interesting uh, YouTube videos where it documented the whole history of Robin Williams agreeing to be in that movie. And apparently it was like a crazy shit show and it made it like it, it went really bad between him and Disney. And like there was a reason he didn't work on a Disney film for like 20 fucking years after a lot. Was is this what one could chalk up to quote unquote creative differences? He made it part of his contract that they couldn't sell merchandise using his name. And then they did. That, and then that's all they did. Yeah. And then they basically they put his slapped his name on fucking everything, and he was like, "No, I made this movie because like you sold me this movie, and like I wanted to do it. I thought it was great, and then you went and just used my name to make a ton of money on merchandise that I explicitly did not want you to do." So he basically fucking hated Disney after that. Yeah, he is one of those guys that I uh, just I loved him as an actor, and the day that he killed himself was. One of the saddest days ever. Mm-hmm. I actually yeah. caught, caught. I think the last thing that I saw him in was an episode of Louie, where he was, uh, he and Louie were just, I remember the scene, they were just sitting on a park bench talking, like, life or philosophy of comedy together, and uh, it was really fantastic. So, yeah, he could be a really hilariously funny guy, he could be a really coked-up, insane guy, and he could also be a, a really serious, kind of warm guy. Yeah, his role in Good Will Hunting was one of the best performances of, like, uh, of that type of gravitas and, like, respect. Just, it, 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 I just got so much respect for him after that. Like, he went from being that funny man to being this incredibly deep actor. Uh, Good Morning Vietnam, another one of these great serious roles. Uh, I mean, it was kind of a comedy, but it was just a great movie. Well, yeah, he did. That's what he. I think he was good at is he did uh, a, a good string of movies that were both funny and serious. Like he did a lot of his funny movies, and that's what I think he was best known for. But his funny and serious ones were great. Another one that I really liked was Patch Adams. Oh, great movie! Like that was a good funny serious movie. Um. Uh, where dreams may come. Oh Christ! Where he's walking, where he's like dead, and yeah. he's yeah. exploring the after. Yeah. He's trying to save his wife from the suicide realm. Yeah. It's... Yeah. That I one's don't know pretty. If he made a bad movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. So Wild because Dogs, I, I, I can't, I can't go ten minutes without being a complete asshole. I'm just gonna bring up one hour photo. <laughs> bring up what? One hour photo. 
Yeah, that one bombed, <laughs> didn't it? No, nobody remembers that movie. I sure sure remember that. Yes. Movie. Yeah, that oh, one bombed real hard. He was. Uh, he even played the creepy guy well, though. Like, <laughs> like just because the movie sucked didn't mean that Robin Williams sucked in that movie. Like he was, he was probably <laughs> the only bright side in that movie. Creepy as fuck, but he definitely acted well. I was thinking more of the the comedy with John Travolta. I I want to say it was. I'm thinking Wild Hogs, but that's not it. Um, the fuck is the name of that movie? They were partners or whatever, and they had to save their kids at a zoo. Old dogs. Old dogs. Yes. That's yeah. It wasn't the a great movie. Was sit, stay, play dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. Great, great times. Yeah, uh, it was good times. All right. Yeah, we should probably uh, wrap this up. So I want a special thanks to Sophie for suffering through this with us. We really appreciate it. And Thank you, Sophie. We hope you come back. We love you. Thank you for telling us about your shenanigans in Red Dead. Yes. And I, next time you just, you gotta, you can't talk as much. All right. <laughs> That's my fucking joke. Don't step on my A material. I have way too little of it. You know, and Misami, not a single dad joke. That's true. I made a couple dad jokes. I out, I outdadded you. What the hell? Oh. I think you, you still... just threw down the gauntlet. Yeah, now she's pissed. Misami, you still got like 30 seconds. You can cram in some dad jokes here. I will blame it on the fact that I am sick. <laughs> that my brain has not come up with a suitable way to pun you into the depths of dadism. <laughs> dadism. She's just been distracted by Star Trek. <laughs> I actually, it's done. Or no, it's not Star Trek. It was Star Wars Rebels. Oh, which okay, is now whatever. done now. So. <laughs> yeah, which, by the way, is the last season. To, are you on the last season? We just got through it all. Yeah. We we we'd seen everything but the last season, and you know, a nice family member giving us Disney Plus has helped rectify that. Nice. All right, everybody, nice watch Mandalorian so we can do a podcast about Mandalorian, and then I can rip on the new Star Wars movie. Okay, Dad, <laughs> we'll take our assignment and see what we can do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I guess uh, thanks to the rest of you guys for joining. Um, thank you all for listening, and uh, we'll catch you next week. Peace. Peter's. 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 Peter's.